Good morning, good morning, good morning. Merry Christmas to everyone. Everybody have a good Christmas. Oh, we've had such a great time here all week. Uh, this is really our ninth service. Uh, four of them were video, five of them were live uh, preaching, but three different campuses. And uh, we were here uh, Christmas Eve until after midnight. We had 11 o'clock service, didn't get out till midnight. And this worship team, they've been here for all five here. And I just want you to thank them. They did such a good job. And, uh, you know, I look back uh, over uh, the last 30 minutes of your life. The last 30 minutes of your life has been a snapshot of what we've been doing here for the entire year. For the last 52 weeks here at this church, weekend after weekend, not just tonight, but every weekend for the last 12 months, while everything seems to be going uh, in, in a, a crazy direction outside in the world, we have focused on the subject of joy every single week for this year. And um, I, I, want to, uh, I, I want you to know that we're going to wrap up this year kind of like we started the year, talking about joy. And as we've done for each and every week, I want to speak to you on the subject tonight, the joy of good news. We've, we've had a Christmas series for all of December and we talked about the joy of repentance, and then we talked about the joy of blessings. And so today, I want to wrap up this year and wrap up this Christmas series uh, with a message called The Joy of Good News. If you watch news on television or you scroll your social media feed, we are, we are all sick and tired of being sick and tired. Can someone say amen to that? We've had it up to here with bad news, fake news, political news, economic news, COVID news, Fauci news. <laughs> Can I get a witness? And what we are in need of, and I've been trying to tell you this all year long, what we are in need of is some good news. And the only good news that I really know is in this book right here. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, pick up a Bible and pick it up every day and read it. And you'll learn how much God loves you. You'll learn how much God adores you. You'll learn all the things that God has done for you. And you'll learn all the things that God has in store for you. This book is a warehouse of good news. And good news begins, it begins with the story of Christmas, which is that moment in time where God entered our world as a baby in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago on the other side of this planet. And if I just read the story, if I just read it, it brings me joy. And so today, uh, if you've been with us this month, we've looked uh, at Luke chapter 1. We studied the whole chapter. And today I want to look at Luke chapter 2 and the first seven verses I want you to read out loud with me. Are you up for this? So let's put these on the screen, these verses on the screen. This is Luke chapter 2 and this kind of sets the foundation for where we're going uh, today. Uh, and let's read it out loud together. Read it with me if you will, okay? In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree 
that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph, he also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. I'm going to ask you three questions today. And these three questions might be the most simplest questions you have ever been asked. But at the same time, they might be the three most important questions you've ever been asked. So question number one is, have you heard the good news? Have you heard the good news? Now, when I ask you if you've heard the good news, I'm asking you if you've ever been told the greatest news that has ever been delivered, that time that Jesus came into this world in order to save you from your sins and to give you entrance into his kingdom so that you can live in heaven forever. The question is, have you ever been blessed to hear this good news from Jesus? It is the Christmas story told by Luke in Luke chapter 2. This good news was first, the very first time, was announced to shepherds. And I always uh, like that because the name of this church is Shepherd Church. We kind of get our name from, you know, Jesus being the shepherd and the good news first being announced to the shepherds. Yes, the shepherds in the Christmas story were the first to hear the good news concerning the birth of Jesus Christ. You read the first seven verses. Let's continue on. I'll read starting with verse 8. It says that there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby keeping watch over their flocks at night. And verse 9 reads that there was an angel of the Lord who appeared to them. To who? To the shepherds. And the Bible says that the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they, the shepherds, were terrified. And they were pretty tough guys, so for them to be scared, it, it had to be kind of a terrifying situation. But verse 10 says, the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Why? Well, because today I bring you, what? Good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Well, what's the news? Here it is in verse 11, that today in the town of David, it, was, it, it happened today, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you, shepherds. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Now, these, this angel initially scared these shepherds half to death. But then the angel shared the greatest news ever given the entire world, that a Messiah, the Messiah, that the Christ, the Son of God, the Savior of the entire world, is finally here. It happened today. He's here. He's arrived. He's in Bethlehem. 
And you do know that the gift giver of all gift givers is God. I mean, you just spent the last month of your life trying to find the perfect gift for someone. You need to know that the greatest gift giver of all time is God. Have you ever stood at the Pacific Ocean or maybe somewhere else where the ocean and you saw the waves coming in? And just one after another, you just kind of sat there mesmerized by them. They're kind of mesmerizing, aren't they? And have you ever, has it ever gone through your mind that these waves have been crashing into this shore since the beginning of time? How, 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 how wonderful is that? Sometimes when I'm there, I can just imagine God up in heaven looking down and saying, hey, do you like this wave? Wait till you see this next one. You like this one? Well, I've got another one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, look at this one, look at this one. And God sends another one in. Have you ever looked at the stars or the Milky Way or maybe the northern lights or maybe, maybe seen the beauty of a full moon? I can just hear God up in heaven. You like, you, like, you like this? Wait till you see this shooting star. You like these northern lights? Wait till tomorrow night. I've got a whole other set to show you. Have you ever looked at a sunset, that perfect mixture of clouds and a setting sun, and you were just like blown away, and you tried to take a picture, but the picture never is the same, is it? It never is as beautiful. I can just see God up in heaven looking at you, looking at the sunset and marveling, and God saying, oh, you like this one, come back tomorrow night, I've got another one I want to show you tomorrow night. I'm telling you, God owns the waves. He owns the stars. He owns the universe. He owns the flowers of, of the fields. He owns every sunrise. He owns every sunset. And all of those are just gifts that he gives to you each and every day. He's the gift giver of all gift givers. But the greatest gift he ever gave was when he gave us the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. That's the good news. Luke chapter 10, if you look at those words, the angel said to them, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to Mary. No, that's not what it says. A savior has been born to Joseph? No, that's not what it says. A savior has been born to Israel? No, that's not what an angel said. Uh, 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 the savior has been born to the mighty and the powerful and to the elite? No, no, that's not what the angel said. The angel is talking to the shepherds out in the middle of nowhere and the angel says, today in the city of David, a savior has been born to you, to the shepherds. Now, my question is, have you ever heard the good news? I know the shepherds heard the good news. I just read to you where the angels told, told them. But have you ever been told the good news? And if so, how many times have you heard the good news? How many Christmas services have you attended to in your life? How, how many times on the radio or television? Or maybe your parents tried to teach you this story when you were a child or how many times have you actually read the Bible you've read Luke chapter 1 you've read like Luke chapter 2 you say well well pre preacher everybody everybody's heard the good news no not everybody has heard the good news there are literally billions of people on this planet who've never once heard the good news that's why I'm just asking you I want to make sure you've at least heard it 
You say, well, yeah, pastor, I've heard it. In fact, I've heard it thousands of times. You have? Yes, oh, good. That leads me to my second question. I told you these were simple questions. The second question is, have you ever accepted the good news? You, you, you just said you've heard it, but have you accepted it? The angel in our text tells these shepherds, I bring you good news of great joy, and yes, I'm saying it to you, but it will be for all people. This good news is not just for kings and queens. It's not just for a certain nation or a particular country. This good news is for all people, even you shepherds, uh, the people on the lower rung of society, people who have been forgotten, people who've been neglected, people who are lost, people who are lonely, people who are addicted or imprisoned, people who are broken, people who are empty inside. And the angel tells the shepherds, it's even for you, the shepherds. Now, now the shepherds heard the good news, but did the shepherds accept the good news? Oh, indeed they did. Because the Bible says in verse 15 that after those angels had left them, the shepherds, and went back into heaven, that those shepherds started to talk to one another, and they were talking back and forth, and finally they came up with this conclusion, hey, let us, the shepherds, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so verse 16 says, they hurried. Everybody say the word hurried. They hurried off and they found Mary. They found Joseph. And they also found that little baby who was lying there in that manger. Oh, it's really one of the most remarkable parts of the story that often get overlooked that the greatest news ever given to man was first delivered to lowly shepherds. And the very first time they hear it, they accept it, they believe it, and they go see it for themselves. All oh, this news is great news because it really is, if you think about it, it's part, it's part mystery, it's part history, it's part prophecy, God omnipotent, which means God all-powerful, coming into this world in the form of a baby, and on the very first Christmas, uh, that news is delivered to some shepherds out in the middle of their fields, and right off the bat, they accept it, they believe it, that this baby is going to be the savior of the world because we've all sinned, we've all fallen short, none of us can get to heaven on our own, sin is what separates us from God, and when the shepherds hear that a savior has been born, they, they, they run to Bethlehem to see this child. Not, not one shepherd said to one another, hey, I'm not buying into this, I'm staying here with the sheep, you guys are crazy, you can go see if you want to. No, they hurried off in faith. They trusted, they believed. I know people who've heard the Christmas story thousands of times and they've rejected it a thousand times. But I also know some people like these shepherds who hear it one time and accept it right off the bat. To be clear, there will always be those who will reject the story. Don't be surprised when people reject the story. Uh, Herod himself, if you know the story, and in Matthew's gospel, the second chapter, when he hears that a new king has arrived, Herod issues an, uh, an, an order, a mandate, that all uh, male babies two years and under should be slaughtered in Bethlehem, in the vicinity of Bethlehem, that every male baby boy should be killed. Why would he do that? 
Well, because he was rejecting Jesus as King of kings and Lord of lords. Now, it is safe to say that most people never reach that extreme measure of hatred in rejecting Jesus, but I have to tell you, to deny Jesus or to ignore Jesus or to reject Jesus in any form is the worst decision you can ever make in your entire life. I plead with you this Christmas, allow God to rewrite your story Accept Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. Believe it as those shepherds believed it. This would be the best decision you've ever made in your life, to accept this good news. Think about it. Think about God up in heaven giving you the greatest gift that's ever been given, and you just leave it there underneath the tree and don't even open it up. A savior, having the assurance of everlasting life, having the promise that if you ever die, which you will die, that when you die, that you get to go to heaven for all of eternity. Having your sins, all your sins, your past sins, your present sins, your future sins, knowing that they've all been forgiven. Having God's presence in your life as you go through the valleys and trials of this life. Well, why would anybody reject that? Make sure that if this gift was given to you, which it is, that you accept this gift. I love the way Dick Foth wrote it. He said that he, Jesus, he came to our place and he took our place and then he invites us to go back to his place. That's a pretty good deal. Remember, if you reject Jesus this Christmas, you're not rejecting a political party. You're not rejecting a pyramid scheme. You're not rejecting a fad or a myth or a religion. You're not even rejecting a baby for that, for that part. What you're rejecting is the only person who can save your soul for all of eternity. Receive this gift. And that leads me to my final question. Have you heard the good news? Have you accepted the good news? And have you shared the good news? Oh, the shepherds did all three, if you read the story. They heard it, they accepted it, and then they shared it. The text says in verse 16, they hurried off, they found Mary, they found Joseph, and they found that baby who was lying there in that manger. And verse 17 says, when they had seen him, they then spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. You know, we're so quick to share the news about a good movie we saw or about a good restaurant, a stock tip, the latest Bitcoin news, <laughs> our political views, our vaccine views. But where is the urgency and the priority to share the greatest news a person could ever receive? I always wonder how much time, how much energy, how much focus, how many arguments, how many conversations did you have in 2021 discussing COVID with someone, discussing the mandates, the vaccines, political issues, and weigh that against how many conversations did you have the last 12 months talking to someone about their spiritual condition and whether or not they had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and sharing, actually sharing some good news with someone. Yeah. 
This is the last Sunday of 2021. We can't go back and undo anything we did in 2021. We're just a few hours away from turning the page and now it'll be 2022. My prayer, my prayer for this church is that when we turn the page and we get to 2022, instead of talking about all the bad news, that you would focus in and start talking to people and sharing the greatest news that has ever been given that Jesus Christ is the savior of the world and he's the only one that can forgive you of your sins and allow you to go to heaven one day. And as I start to wrap this message up, the reason, everybody say the reason. The reason why this is so important that you hear the good news, that you accept the good news, and that you share the good news. It all goes back to where we started at the beginning of this month in our Christmas series. Back in Luke chapter one, when the angel was announcing that Jesus was about to appear, and the angel said in Luke one verse 33 that when Jesus gets here, he's going to set up a kingdom and his kingdom will never ever end. Now, nations come and go. Presidents come and go. People come and go. Money comes and goes. But there is one thing according to the Bible that remains forever, it's his kingdom. And my question is, do you really truly believe that the kingdom of God is never ending. Do you believe that? God, the omnipotent, the all-powerful, the ruler of heaven, humbles himself, comes to this earth in the form of an infant. He's placed there in the manger, thus fulfilling all of the Old Testament scriptures that the Messiah the Savior is born, and he will bring us peace, and he will bring us joy, and he will bring us salvation, and he will set up a kingdom, and his kingdom, God's kingdom, not the kingdoms of this world, but his kingdom, when he sets it up, that kingdom will go on forever and ever and ever and ever. And if you go to the very end of the Bible, I mean the very end of the Bible, just a couple of pages from the end of your Bible in the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 19, verse 16, verse 6, it says this, that one day up in heaven, there's going to be this great multitude. And you're going to hear this sound. It's going to sound like the roar of rushing waters. It's going to be deafening like the loud peals of thunder. And there's going to be shouting and you're gonna hear the multitudes who have gathered there in heaven and they're going to be shouting as loud as they can shout, hallelujah for our Lord God Almighty reigns. And for anyone here or who's watching online, you've heard the good news, if you will accept this good news and put your faith and trust in Jesus,
you will be in that crowd that day. You'll be a part of that shouting. You'll be a part of that worship. You'll be the one shouting hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. His kingdom never ends. Now, <clears throat> before we light our candles, I want to show you a song on the, on, the, on the screen, okay? This song was written, just so you know, it was written in the 1700s. You, you probably don't think it's very cool being that old. But it was written in the 1700s. I didn't know this until I did some research. The very first time it was ever sung in a public gathering was in Dublin, Ireland, in a theater with 700 people. And since it was sung that first time in that theater in Dublin, Ireland, almost every choir who's ever been a choir who got together to be a choir have sung that same song. The composer is George Frederick Handel, of whom Beethoven said was the greatest musical composer who ever lived. On April 13th, the year was 1742, 280 years ago. Handel conducted for the very first time the Messiah. And on the first performance, it is said that people sat there mesmerized. It is said that when the King of England heard it for the first time, he wept like a baby. And I'm going to show you, you're going to watch the Hallelujah Chorus. And the reason I'm showing you this version is because it's, there's a virtual choir as well with some 2,000 people, literally thousands of people from around the world, from every nationality under the sun, singing and being a part of this song and when we're finished watching this, we will then light the candles. But the reason I'm showing this to you is to just give you a little reminder of why it is so important for you to hear the good news, accept the good news, and share the good news because we're talking about becoming a part of a kingdom that will go on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Let's watch.
That is nothing compared to how incredible it's going to be on that day when we gather around the Lamb of God where the Bible says there'll be people from every tribe, every tongue, every language, every nation gathered under the sun will be there and we will be worshiping at his feet. The sound will be deafening and it will go on forever and ever and ever. That was about four minutes. But we're gonna be worshiping at the feet of God for all of eternity. Make sure you hear the good news, accept the good news, and share the good news. And all God's people said, amen, amen. And uh, again, we've done this, this is our fifth service, we've done this in here this week, and it's the classic illustration of from one candle, how much difference we can make in this world. And I know I'm, I'm as guilty as you. We like to argue with people, but we're not gonna change this world arguing with people. We're gonna change this world when we let the light and the love of Jesus Christ touch our life as we share that good news with someone else. That's how we're gonna share, change the world, amen? Let's uh, sing a couple of verses of Silent Night as we conclude this service. Michael? Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round young virgin, mother and child, holy infant so tender and mild, sleep. ask your blessing on us tonight as we gathered here today to look back at what happened 2,000 years ago and to realize that it's just as important today as it was then that we are in need of a Savior and you because of your love sent your one and only son to come into this world 
You shared that news with those shepherds and they've been, they shared it with those around them. And here we are, just like we lit these candles throughout the centuries, that gospel has been handed down from generation to generation. And now it's in our hands. And Lord, there has never been a much more needed time for us to actively share the good news with those in this broken and lost world. Thank you for loving us, God. Thank you for the good news of Christmas. Thank you for the joy of repentance and the joy of blessings that come from you and the joy of the good news of salvation being in Christ alone. I ask God as we turn the page on this year that we will truly have a change of focus in our world, in our life as a church, to be active and to be focused on helping make a difference in people's lives for the kingdom of God that will go on forever and ever. Help us to be heavenly focused, eternity focused, and not so wrapped up in the things of this world. May you bless every man, woman, boy, and girl who's here today, we pray in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Hey, thank you so much for coming. I do want to wish you Merry Christmas, and um, may God's favor and blessing be upon you. God bless each and every one of you.